0: Good morning, Tov. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Please help yourselves to some uh, coffee and some donuts. Jumpstart your day. A day filled with meaning and purpose. A day filled with trying to be better and better versions of ourselves. 10 Minutes of Meaning is sponsored by Jeffrey Galba, Memory, Mishlim and David, David, Abner Ben Avra, All of our learning is for Esther Tzila, Bas, Ariel Tzipora. And for Karm shay Ben, at Reza. We've been making our way through the chapter on chassid. This is what it means to be a chassid. To be a chassid, to be a righteous... Oh, in the person, in the flesh. To be a righteous chassid is to not be satisfied with good, to strive for great. In life, we're facing inertia. In life, we are struggling to be able to raise ourselves up. Gravity is pulling us down. How do we overcome? How do we transcend? How do we break out? How do we ensure that we're not being weighed down, but we're growing and breaking out? So we strive to be a chassid. Good is good, but good is not good enough. We all have the potential for greatness within ourselves. So every aspect of our day, from our punctuality, to our midos, our kindness and our courtesy towards others, towards our kavana in davening, towards challenging ourselves and learning, towards volunteering and chassid, in every aspect of our lives, in each relationship, personally and professionally, we have the capacity to not be satisfied with good but to push ourselves, to aim for, to strive, and to set goals to be great. We've talked about this in the area of Yira and Ava, with awe of God and with love with Ava. So it says the the notion of a love and an affection for God, the idea of romance for God. We spoke last week that I often counsel young people that if you want to know about a particular date, you want to know whether the courtship is going well. When you see the other party's name come up on your caller ID, does your heart skip a beat or does your stomach turn in knots? The Rebona Shalom is waiting for our... Oh, now help yourself to a cup of coffee and some donuts. Sorry about that. Does your heart skip a beat or does your stomach turn in knots? So when a Baruch Hu is reaching out and calling out to us, do we respond? So the test of love, it's not when everything's hunky dory. Not when everything's going well. It's easy to be in love when there's joy and there's fun, there's success, there's triumph. It's easy to experience love when all is smooth and all is well. But what happens Bizmana, docha gvat What happens when you run into that proverbial wall? What happens when the other party, whom you claim to love, is not falling in line with what you want? Whether it's a human being in a human relationship. Lahav to the Ribbonu Shalom, the Almighty Himself. Sometimes what happens in our lives, what's prescribed for our lives, is not what we want in our lives. We struggle, we're challenged, we have to overcome. Someone, something is taken from us, trying to break through in an area where there's a difficulty, there's a mania. there's, a, there's something preventing us or blocking us. Times of distress, and times of challenge, and times of suffering. Do so we have love in those moments as well? This is what the Shema challenges us. We just davened. Those who are coming in for the next minyan will daven in, in a moment. We say in Shema that we dedicate ourselves, we love ourselves, and that manifest, we love Hashem, and that manifests itself in two ways. Are we willing to give our lives? that to give one's life in the ultimate sense is to be willing to die, HaKidosh Hashem, to be willing to give one's life, to be a Jew. We didn't imagine in our time that we might face that challenge again. But whether it's harassment or bullying, anti-Semitism or hostage holding, but yet again we're seeing it rear its ugly head that a Jew could be challenged. Really, you love me, says God. How much do you love me? Are you willing to sacrifice and give everything for your love for me? Our generation, the challenge may be greater than b'chol nafshecha. Our challenge may be b'chol me'odecha b'chol ma'monecha. Because we are asked to be a Frum Yid, to be an observant Jew today, is not inexpensive. Cost of tuition, cost of kosher food, the cost of living an observant lifestyle is not inexpensive. We are being challenged, which a beautiful challenge that we have in our generation Those who came before us would have given greatly for this to be their challenge. But our generation is challenged how to live with prosperity and stay in Ehrlich a Jew. Not everybody has that prosperity. There are those who still struggle to pay their bills or to put food on the table. But even those, you know, I've said that our families on Tom Shabbos, the people in our community who need the most and deserve our greatest help, and they do deserve it. But often, always, they their children still have iphones their cars don't have windows that roll down likely in many cases haven't hit 150,000 miles still have dishwashers and washing machines and certain luxuries and comforts and privileges that the person struggling the most in our generation would have been the wealthiest of the last generation the lifestyle of the person struggling the most in this generation is living the most comfortable convenient luxurious lifestyle of the last. That's not to minimize their challenge. That's not to dismiss our obligation to help, but it means to say we're living in a time of prosperity. Do we have a Masora for how to live with prosperity? We have thousands of years of practice, thousands of years of training, we have thousands of years of transmission from those who become before us, how to live with nothing, running from a pogrom and an inquisition and the crusades and a Holocaust, how to live struggling, with putting food on our table. Our generation, for the most part, is challenged with living with prosperity. How do you stay in Eir How do you maintain your faith and your focus? How do you maintain your humility and your Midos? How does one strive for greatness spiritually when they live in the lap of luxury, physically? So this challenge, bechol nafshecha afilu unot alas was the challenge for many generations. But one can say, w'chol <speaking in Spanish> ma'odecha is a challenge for ours. Are we willing to give what it takes financially to show our love for God? To show our love for Hashem? Do we give the requisite stucca? If every Jew would give the miser, if every Jew of every income bracket actually gave 10% of their income, we can solve almost every financial problem in the Jewish people. From the day school crisis to poverty to so many of the challenges. So are we willing to part with our money? Do we need to Would we prefer a root canal or donating a kidney over donating cash? Are we willing to part with our money? Are we willing to invest in what matters? Are we willing to live with what without? Just because we can't afford? To be metzam ourselves, to be able to hold back just like God does. That even if something is within our capability and our reach, but if it smacks of ostentatiousness, if it looks showy, B'chol mo'odecha Hashem, I love you so much. B'chol ma'amonecha. I direct even my spending, and my budget, my allocation, is inspired and is informed by my love of you, by my love for you. How much I give, and how much I invest, and how much I spend, we've shared several times through Mesil Susharim. There are people walking around with cars that you could buy a house, and yet for their house they have mezuzahs that cost less than a Starbucks cappuccino. Bachomo <speaking in Spanish> moodecha, Whatever luxury we have around our wrist on our watch or the, on the logo on the hood of our car, are we equally invested in having the best, the finest of and mezuzah? Have we donated a safer Torah if that's within our capability? Our shul could use some Torahs, by the way. In order to suffering and distress will not be an obstacle to love. So there are two answers we give ourselves. One, everyone has access to, everyone is equal in. And the other is reserved for Chachamim. Ba'aleiadea ha'amukah, the sages who have profound wisdom. Aachas. the first. Komai da'ovden min shmaya L'Tov. Everything Hashem does is for the good. Everything Hashem does is for the good. That is a very high level to live. Now if you win the lottery, if you have nachas from your children, if you're experiencing blissful shalom bias, it's not hard to say, to sing and to dance and to skip and to preach and to lecture to your friend. Everything Hashem does is for the good. But what about when it doesn't feel like it? What about when something is missing or He takes something away? What about when you're struggling and you're trying to break through and it's just not there? It's not coming. What about then? The truth is what we perceive, what we see, what we experience as bad is really in fact the greatest good. Sometimes Hashem cuts away or amputates in order for us to survive. So all we experience, all we focus on, all we're aware of is what He cut away, what He took away. But we don't have the perspective. We don't have the divine vision to realize that that amputation, that surgery, being cut open, which was painful, actually ensured our survival. Ensured our survival. Close with this, several of us just came back yesterday. We had a two-day fly-in. Extraordinary meetings with extraordinary people. I look forward to sharing some of those conversations. We met with Ravi Yisrael Reisman, Rashiv of Taravadasi, who was sharing with us this within the context of Tfila. The Muidav and Hashem Magain. Beginning of Shemona Esra, Magain, protect us. It means sometimes protect us from ourselves, protect us from what we want. And he talked about one of the people who davens in his shul, one of his congregants, his members was davening so hard for a job. A lawyer was davening for a job at an accounting firm. And davened so hard, stormed Shemayim, asked for brachas, and got that job. And three months later, it was one of the big accounting firms that went under. And he never got another job after, because when that was his last job, and it was the top of his resume, it was Enron? It was Enron. He was never able to get another job. Maget means Hashem. Sometimes we daven for something so hard. I want this girl. I want this job. I want this house. I want this moment. I want to catch this flight. I want to be able to get on that train. We have in Hashem, please, 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 please. But we also ask Hashem magain. By the way, with all my ask and all my please, magain, sometimes protect me from myself. If what I'm asking for and pushing for is really not in my best interest, then don't grant it to me. Then don't give it to me. Sometimes protect me from even what I think I want. Because sometimes we get what we thought we wanted and it turns out it was for our worst, not our best, because really, everything Hashem does is really for the good. And so while we have to take our initiative and we daven from our perspective for what we think is right and what we want, ultimately we concede, we yield, ultimately we surrender. Hashem, ma'gain, protect us, we are in your hands. So it's in those moments that we show our Ava, Yeah, Hashem, I missed that flight or train. Rashem, chas I didn't get the diagnosis, the response I wanted. I'm going to still storm your gates and I'm asking you to intervene and intercede, but I realize, I submit and surrender and realize you're in charge, you're in control. And at the end of the day, everything you do is for the best. Continue with living with Moon 8, 845. Nine o'clock, we're going behind the beam with Rabbi David Beshevkin. Stay happy, stay holy, stay healthy. Have a fantastic day.